college me was oblivious to the <laughs> she was out here left and right slinging puss for the GOP that's <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Spice Rack Podcast. I'm Savannah. And I'm Emily. And we have a sweet, wholesome, fall in love story for you this week. We came off Bad Boy Summer. Last week, we were talking about literal psychopaths. So this is quite a shift. But we're going to be talking about Catching Lightning by Kaylee King and Greer Rivers. But before we get into it, Em, how are you? I'm good. This is kind of like the calm before like the storm. So August, like the fall is just naturally really busy. My brother's season comes back up. I just feel like the fall just happens so quick. And then with school, so I got my planner. I'm very picky about what planners I use. Super picky. I use Golden Coils planners because you can customize start and end date whenever. And then you can have like even the layouts customed. So have like a homework part at the beginning of every month and you can have like a budget. I'm just a huge fan. And then I've been reading a little bit. I deep cleaned my room. I got four Goodwill bags. Wow. I completely Neato. deep cleaned. Cause I was like, I notorious, I remember. So for those who don't know me, so my house blew up almost two years ago. And so I lost like a lot of things <laughs> that I like didn't wear. Just like thinking, oh, like I'll eventually like, lose weight to fit in this I'll find like a way and so I was realizing I was doing that with like my new closet so there's like some things that I was like realistically I'm just never gonna like ever wear so like Maria condoed the heck out of my room I'm proud of you I'm also glad that we're at the point where we can giggle about trauma um, yeah. <laughs> because Emily's house did quite literally blow up two years ago but it's we're good she's working through it it seems Guys, I, I literally texted my friends, hey, my house blew up. It's on fire. <laughs> I'll respond later. Sometimes she'll say stuff and she's like, yeah, no, it burned. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's good. <laughs> I'm just casually going, but Sav, how are you? I'm good. I am exhausted. I just got back from a work trip. The life gets crazy for me in August too, because I start traveling a shit ton, but we had like a big work convention and it was a lot of work and I worked like six 20 hour days in a row but the problem is I don't know if other people are like this I love my coworkers. I love them they are like some of my favorite people and so we're all remote and when we get together we have to like end the night with a couple of drinks so my problem is that I will work a 20 hour day and then spend two additional hours drinking with my coworkers because I have such FOMO that I can't just fucking go to bed. I have no self-control. So I end a trip with them always like dead inside, absolutely dead. And I don't know if other people have this issue, but I get more drunk with my coworkers than I do with my friends. Like I will be toe up from the flow up with the CEO of my organization. I don't know if that's like a good move, but how I operate in the workplace so yes August is gonna be crazy for me life is about to get cray cray I haven't read a single page of anything because I have been working so I don't really have a lot to contribute to the podcast today so Emily's gonna have to take one for the team and I'm glad that she was reading this week because I didn't do shit 
I was reading, but before I get into, I, I do have to say, so I saw Sav this week, even if it was like for 20 minutes, I think when you have friendships like ours, even like the little bit, and Sal got me the cutest sweatshirt, Spice Rock Pot. I'm going to be wearing it everywhere. Let us know, guys, if we should do merch, because I'm fully okay with buying 30 Spice Rack Pod sweatshirts and living in them. 100%. We don't know how any of this works, but we will find out. <laughs> we can figure it out. But I have been reading. So one of our friends, Ansley, so she told me to read Things I Wanted to Say by Monica Murphy. So it follows Whit Lancaster, which is related to Crew Lancaster from A Million Kisses. It was so much hotter than A Million Kisses. It was a lot more like enemies to lovers, in my opinion. And it was just, wit has, it was really good. It still had like the whole like really rich aspect. They didn't approve of the girl that he's with. He flies to Paris. He gets a private investigator to follow her when they have their third stage breakup. It's just, I don't want to spoil it. It was just so good. I liked it a lot more than A Million Kisses. And okay. I finished Catching Lightning. I'm currently reading The Blind Side by Candy Snyder. I closed my book yesterday with 100 pages left because I was yelling at my book. Oh, because okay. nobody toys with your emotions more than Candy Snyder does. And so they finally, so they hook up. She loses her virginity to him. We all know it's coming. And then they're like in bed, pillow talk. And he was like, we should have known that this moment wouldn't last forever. And I was like, I have to close it. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this right now. Can't do it. That so. is rude, honestly. It so is rude. rude. But it's a really good like fake dating story. And it's really funny because she reads like spicy books. And he steals some of her books while she's sleeping and goes through her tabs and highlighted sections. So mm. he knows what she will like. That is, I was like, that's a good play right there. Honestly, wouldn't be mad about it at all. No, so I was like, so I'm gonna finish it. I know it's gonna wreck me a little bit, but and then I don't know what I'm gonna get into after that. I would, I'm going to the beach today. I took the day off because I was traveling late last night, and I am gonna read the smuttiest fucking thing you I want to be red faced and disturbed in public today. That's the vibe that I'm going for. So that's my plan. You know what you're going to read? No, I'm going to see where the wind takes me. You know, I think that's a good plan. I think I might go into a little rom-com after I finish The Blind Side and then get into, I'm very close to a hundred, bringing a hundred books so far. So I haven't decided yet what my hundredth book is going to be, but I want it to be like, like a really good book. So I haven't decided yet. See, my problem is that when I overhype a book like that, it's always fucking horrible. Like there's no, if you put it on a pedestal and give it too high of expectations, it's not going to live up to them for me ever. Yeah, I might just like on the safe side, just read like an LJ book and just be <laughs> like, just on the safe side. Because we love her. She can do no wrong. She can do no wrong. So before we get into Catching Lightning, we're going to play a game. So as you guys know, Sav and I love Love Island UK. And they talk about, so I haven't watched this season. I watched last season, but they they always say the ick. Like he gives me the ick, the ick. So we're going to play a game called ick or like. So we're going to see if these things give us the ick or if they give us the like. Okay. I'm so excited. Okay. So on this game of ick or like first, he wears flip-flops or slides. (laughs) Absolutely not. So ick. I have a story related to this. 
at this conference that I was at, I'm wearing sandals, okay? Because I'm a woman. We were in Oklahoma City. It was 104 degrees. And I'm a pedicure girl, okay? My toes are cute. I think I can make money on by selling my feet. Anyways, this student comes up to me and he has slides on. And I was like, buddy, that is not going to be a good vibe for the day. It's business casual. You can't have your, like, you need to do something with those, with those toes. The dogs are out and they are barking. And he was like, well, you get to have your toes out. I said, yeah, because my toes have seen a pedicure in the last two and a half weeks. Your talons are out and they're ready to attack somebody. You cannot have those talons out. They need a trim and a soak before they see the light of day. Yeah, men get pedicures. Like he really, not only was he wearing slides and had nasty feet, but then he tried to gaslight me. That is three icks in a row. Next ick are like, he never wants to go out or leave the house. That's an ick for me. Yeah, it's a big ick for me too. I need a good balance of like going out and staying home. Yeah, I don't always want to be home. I don't always want to be out. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Ick. Okay. Doesn't like giving oral. I no, absolutely not. The biggest dick in the world. Ick, grow up. Grow up. Takes gym bro selfies. Honestly, takes selfies in general. The gym bro selfies. I don't know. It doesn't really bother me. Emily, because I take pictures when I work out, so I feel yeah. like I kind of. But you're hot. That's the difference. <laughs> I think I'm gonna give it like a mix, like a, like an icky. Like and an egg combined. If I go to a man's Instagram page and his feed is entirely selfies of him, I'm running in the other direction. That's all I gotta say. Okay, he plugs his nose while swimming. No, no. <laughs> that gives me the like. He has to go like this. No, I'm out. Such big ick. I don't know what it is about it, but it's like the chlorine's not gonna kill you. No. Just blow out of your nose don't plug it it's so embarrassing <laughs> when he walks he walks on his toes he has like a little gate that ends up with him having some toe walking hmm. kind of in between oh i'm hardcore ick because if he's an athlete like i know like some athletes walk like that but i'm gonna kind of just like like feel like i can't you're going to judge his personality first instead yeah. of his walk. You know, one thing we should mention with the flip-flops and slides, the fucking toe sh- shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. There are not. No. no one's wearing toe shoes in the year 2022, right? And my dad has a pair. And it's, I just want to throw them away every single time I see them. Please. This is a public service announcement. If you own toe shoes, it's time to let them go. Thank you so much. He can't drink water without Mio or Crystal Light added. <laughs> this is icky to me, but I don't know that it would deter me. But I think it's very funny. Like, just drink the fucking water. You're not going to die. Yeah, I'm kind of in between. I think I would be like, like, roll my eyes at it. Just be like, oh. yeah. Because like, I feel like if we're like out and about, he's like, fuck, I have to find like a grocery store so I can find like a fucking Crystal Light or Mio. I'm like, or he keeps it like me? in his car or he asks you to put it in your purse like are you fucking kidding me i gotta put my your mio in my fucking purse no drink the water drink the water literally just add like a lemon slice if you're that pressed or just grow the fuck up and drink some water like what what's the issue 
he only listens to country music is that a nick for you no because I, I love country music oh that's a nick for me nick. i'm not a country gal i'll i'll do a little shania if i'm in if the mood is right but no not all no nothing like a good country music song when you're absolutely blitzed really and you're just singing like carrie underwood like a drug mikey and I'm like, I can't think of anything worse than drunk before he cheats karaoke. But I support you. That gives me that. Apparently not, Emily. Okay. Has a common take at flag in his room or any other flag like this? Like a don't tread on me flag. If I walk into a residence and there is a common take it flag, I am walking immediately the fuck out. That is not only a red flag, but an ick. College me was oblivious to the bunch <laughs> of guys who have had this flag in their room. But no, it's an ick. College Emily fucked so many Republicans. She was out here left and right slinging puss for the GOP. That's what Emily was <laughs> so I don't, I don't know her. I will say if I, if you I was a political have- science major. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just- mm-hmm. Fucking Republicans. Fucking Republicans. If you're going to have a flag in your home, these are the acceptable options for me. Are, would you like to hear? Yes. Green flags. Nicki Minaj saluting. <laughs> <laughs> Green flag number one. Green flag number two is instead of the don't tread on me, you have the no step on snack with a little loopy. <laughs> That's another green flag. Okay. Well, if you have other icks, let us know. I can get the ick on pretty much anything. So Seth has been warned. He needs to watch his he needs to watch his behavior for the next little bit, especially in Love Island season. But we would love to hear your icks. So we have two authors for today's book. We have Kaylee King and Greer Rivers. So Kaylee King is a USA Today bestselling author and a writer of contemporary and paranormal romance. She creates love stories that will stick with um, will stick with you almost like they are haunting you. She's a Diet Coke and cold brew addict, which is very relatable to us. Books by King include the Crimson Crown series and Bully God. Greer Rivers is a former crime fighter in a suit who feels comfortable using legal jargon in everyday life. She adores strong, sassy heroines and a steamy second chance. Books by Rivers include the Conviction series and Phantom, and today we'll be discussing Catching Lightning, which is currently a standalone football romance that is co-authored by both, and we did learn from one of the authors that we will be getting more in the whole Catching Lightning world, so very excited. Hope we get one on Conrad, her brother. I have to say, too, these two women are so nice to us on Instagram. They always respond to what we're doing. So we appreciate them a lot. And I'm really excited to talk about this book. I loved this book. It was so wholesome, so cute, perfect blend of like sports romance and college and discovery and all of these things without being over the top in any single one of them. So I loved it a lot. Today's dedication is to everyone who's fighting a storm. Don't be afraid to get caught in the rain. Such a good dedication. I know. Yeah, Sav told me to read this book, and I'm very glad that she did, because it was just a very good, to me, like a good palate cleanse. It just had, like, everything. So to get into the plot review, so Catching Lightning starts out with a hunt on Halloween, 
where Hudson has his eyes on Blake, but Blake has her eyes on stealing the stopwatch that is hidden. So Hudson is on the team and he is the quarterback and he is in charge of hiding the watch. And Blake's brother used to be the quarterback and now he is Hudson's coach and they do not get along. So it was really important for Blake to steal the stopwatch and give it to her brother so he has more ammo on Hudson. During the hunt, Hudson does catch Blake and what follows is a steamy outside scene full of spice on Halloween. And fast forward a few days and there is a video leaked of what happened, which turns Hudson into Blake's number one enemy. Hudson spends the majority of the book proving to Blake that, sh that he didn't do it. And since her brother set her up with an internship with the athletic department, there is no way for Blake to ignore Hudson because she's always surrounded by the football team. After learning the truth of who sent the video, Blake runs to Hudson and the two start their happily ever after. The end goal for Hudson is draft day and leading up to draft day, we encounter family drama, a championship ring, overcoming fears and trauma, revenge being dealt and some steamy love scenes between the two. Okay, I love Hudson. He is the sweetest. Like, I feel like he was the whole package. He was hot. He was a quarterback, which I cannot resist. He was rich. I mean, like, really just taking all the boxes. So I loved him. I adored him. I really liked his story, too, of battling these really heavy expectations and having a lot of skeletons in your closet. So we come to learn that Hudson is being abused by his father, who was like a well-known prominent figure, has a sports talk show, was the previous quarterback at like in the NFL and basically says that his wife got pregnant. And so that's kind of why he like rolled out. And I think that there's a lot of revenge there for the dad on Hudson since he's like having this great career has his life ahead of him. And so he just like beats the hell out of him often, which is really sad. But I think that the way that Hudson carries himself and like talks about it and the way that the authors talked about this was really well done in my opinion. And so as Blake and Hudson continue their relationship and they are falling in love and she learns what's going on, she blackmails Hudson's dad into leaving him alone forever and like letting him live his life because Hudson's dad was trying to make, make sure that he couldn't make it to the draft. And so she sticks up for him in such a way. And I think there are a lot of times where you can like see love and talk about love, but that was probably one of my favorite scenes in a book is like this sweet, sweet love story and how they're willing to really go to bat for each other. And then you've got the whole being drugged situation, which is crazy to me. And I did not see any of that coming. And that's so scary so I, I think that this battles a lot of like really important topics, but does it in a way that's just really well done. So I love these authors. I really loved this story. I loved the love story. I gave it five stars, was thrilled reading the whole thing. One thing I really like, so we get, a, we get a solid trigger warning at the beginning of this book. It doesn't give anything away, a very solid trigger warning, you know, what's going to happen, like you know what to be like prepared for. So I gave this book four stars. It was very wholesome and had many aspects. It had enemies to friends between Hudson and Blake's brother, Conrad. We have enemies to lovers between Hudson and Blake. We have the element of sports, living up to expectations and overcoming trauma and so much more because the book never fell flat to me. Mm -hmm. Like everything was resolved, like no empty like loopholes. It, it was all just like perfectly ended together. 
I love how we see what happens when it comes to Blake being drugged because like in reality that kind of justice is like barely served and how Hudson and his other teammates like helped Blake and like her friends how they helped her after it it's just very like nice and like wholesome to see how like her brother was like thank you for beating the shit out of the guy pretty much like Hudson was like I don't give a shit if I lose my ability to go and draft if I break my hand I would do whatever it takes to protect Blake and the way that he stood up to Conrad when it came to Blake she was staying in his room when they had like an away game and Conrad was like we know we have rules and Hudson is like I'm gonna do whatever she needs so I don't give a shit about the rules and when Blake went to confront Hudson's dad I was so nervous my heart was like beating because no same I was stressed for her I was like I was so stressed I was like because I we have seen this happen in books where the guy does not react the way that the girl thinks that he's gonna like react I was like you guys have finally overcome this whole video situation please don't like break up with her because she like went up to like bat for you and I just have such a soft spot when like the guy cares so much about his mom Mm -hmm. like he's like mom you have to get out of there mom like how do you like not see because the dad's a piece of shit to the mom he doesn't like physically abuse her but he emotionally abuses the hell out of her and it was just really sad to see but I'm happy that the dad got what was coming from him karma hit hard and that they, they all got their happy ending. He got drafted in the epilogue. We learned that they got engaged. And here's, I have a few, of, um, two of like, probably one of my top favorite book quotes. He, Hudson tells Blake, I'll help you. You want to keep fighting storms, baby? I'll fight them with you. We'll fight until I can kiss you in the rain and you're not afraid. <laughs> and she's afraid of storms. So spoiler, if you not read the book, she's afraid of storms because she was drinking while a storm was happening. And her dad came to pick her up and on the way back to their house, there was an accident and her dad died and it ended her cross country athletic career. And so she's always been afraid of storm because it reminds her that her dad is not here. And then another quote is Hudson telling Blake, because little Huntress, I've chased you. I've fought with you. And now that I caught you, I'm going to fight for you. I made you a promise, Blake McKinley. There is no fucking way I'm letting anything hurt you ever again. This hits the heart right there. Hudson is such a man, such a fucking man. And he not only is a man in love, but in the bedroom. And so we're going to talk about Spice a little. There are a couple of really great scenes. This is not a book where they're fucking nonstop. So, you know, whatever. I gave it one and a half peppers. I think Emily gave it the same. So there are a couple of scenes that I personally love. I think you got to talk about the first the first time that they're fucking, which is against the tree on Halloween in the hunt. So hot. It was very hot. It was just like very like, I have to have you like now. Yes. In the middle of the woods. I don't know. I think I could be into that into like other people potentially seeing. Yeah. And they're like wearing masks. So it's just like that element of like Mm -hmm. spooky season. I I love a hunt in a book. I really do. Yeah. And she's like, truly, he's like hunting her down in his POV. You're getting him tracking her, wanting to know where she was, knowing that it was her too. They're wearing masks, but and knowing that it was her, but her acting like, oh, what are you talking about? That wasn't me. So hot. Then you get the scene when they're at the bar and they fuck in the car and she is covered in glitter and purposefully leaves glitter in the car so that other bitches will know that she's been there, which I loved so much. And they had 
good car sex great car sex even they did I think he was like this has like been like one like the best like I've ever had yes and then I will say the final culminating scene where they finally fuck in a bed after she to be fair honey has a full meltdown which is valid so after they have this meltdown where Conrad is like you're not supposed to spend the night together like that's not happening and Hudson's like I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to make sure she's safe but thank you for your little concern so good when you finally get to the culmination of them actually being in a bed being together he is reassuring her he is like taking control a little but also letting her take the lead a lot too so very hot my favorite quote in this book is I've heard entire stadiums changing my name but nothing will compare to the sound of it coming from your lips while you come so fun I'm obsessed put it in like a motivational poster (laughs) (laughs) And in the hotel scene, he even goes and, like, he, like, gets towels and, like, rolls them behind the headboard. So, like, the headboard doesn't smack. So, Conrad doesn't, we all know Conrad knows what's happening. But to also, like, reassure, like, Blake that, like, she doesn't have to, like, worry about anything. Like, she can just, like, let the moment happen. Wait, pause. You, you thought that that was romantic. Yeah. I thought that it was so fuckboyish that he knew that the, the headboard was gonna bang. Okay, I did think like, I did on. think it was I did think it was fuckboyish. Okay. He even admits that like his like freshman and like sophomore year, he was like a complete like fuckboy. Mm. But I was like, I didn't even know that trick. Well, look at you now. You learned a trick. <laughs> you need that trick. You live at home. I'm not bringing no man home. <laughs> My brother is going to scare them off. I like when I, when I was on a dating app, my brother was swiping and he's like, if I can't beat him up, like it's not, it's a no. And I was like, why is that the first thing going through your head? David is tiny. He's six two. Okay. But he's like 18. If a man can get beat up by your high school brother, we got a problem. Exactly. It's a no. (laughs) But. (laughs) exactly I gave this book 1.5 peppers it was very like college spice like the hotel scene with like the towel it kind of reminded me of like formals like when you're like with like everybody that you know you kind of have to be like quiet a little bit that's what it reminded me of I think my favorite like steamy scene was the car scene after the bar so she this is when she hates him Mm -hmm. and she goes to the restroom to cool down after seeing him and she goes and opens the bathroom door to leave and he like smacks it closed and like corners her and they do some stuff like she comes and she wants to like more and he's like I'm not fucking you in this bathroom so when she goes to the car she like says how there's not a single water bottle it is this fancy jeep and so I liked the like the glitter aspect like she's leaving her mark she wants everybody to know that she's bringing Hudson to his knees and I like I think that just adds like an aspect of like hotness I I don't know when you're mad and they call by last name so we see when they're mad at each other it's last name only yeah and then when they're on talking terms it's first name and then I something so hot about a full name about first last name government name yeah how do you feel about a middle name sprinkled in there I think it depends like my middle name is four letters so I think that if it's like a short one then yeah but then if it's like super long and the last name's super long it kind of loses me okay okay we still need to be able to grab the attention but 
I just think that there's something about a full government name. I, I agree with you. I feel like it makes you feel like you're in trouble. Like my mom used to use my full government name. And so anytime someone does, I'm like, Ooh, am I in trouble? <laughs> like, I think that that makes it fun. It's interesting. So um, I am still in physical therapy. And so there's a new physical therapist and all like my closest friends and anybody who I get ever like dated in college, they always called me M. That was just what I'm used to. So the physical therapist has started calling me M and it's really throwing me off. I'm like, is the physical therapist hot? No, and he's engaged. So I'm just like, that's a bummer. Not calmly by my nickname, but there's just something about when a guy that you're interested in does it. I like the last name aspect of it too. One time, if you're consistently calling me by my last name, we're bros. Like, I don't want to fuck you because we're just homies. But the one time when they were mad at each other, I thought that that was very fun and hot too. Mm -hmm. Now, if a guy can easily pronounce my last name, I'm going to propose. Like, I just think that would be just so hot. I also want to talk about the engagement scene because Mm -hmm. Blake thinks that she is like going to seduce him basically. So she comes out and he'd been away for work or she'd been away for work and (laughs) it's like literally getting ready to fuck him. And he's like, wait, stop. I'm, I'm trying to propose and you're distracting me. (laughs) Like this was not my, we can do this, but I just want to let you know that I am trying to propose. So like, give me a couple seconds to get through this. And then we can fuck. And she's wearing, and she found the Jersey that he like had like for her. And she was like, Mrs. Wright. And she was like, I found it. I know what's happening. Yeah. He was like, this is literally every dream I've ever had come to life that you're waiting for me naked in my Jersey. But I just like need to do this one little thing first and propose to you. And then we can move on with the show. Yeah. I also think that is like a very them kind of proposal too. Cause it's like with them, it was always that like, I have to like have you now. So I thought that that was um, a very like them proposal. How do you feel about proposals that are in front of crowds? Okay. So my dream proposal is kind of like pretty much like what you had, like where it happens, just like me and him and then like closest friends and family Mm -hmm. come out. But I don't want any kind of professional sporting event. I don't want any kind of restaurant. Honestly, I would love like a Christmas tree farm, a lake dot kind of proposal. Mm -hmm. And then my closest like friends and family come out. Yes. Okay. I'm, I just want to, I want to make sure I'm taking notes. We're a long way from there, but I want a very long way, but no sporting events, no restaurant. I don't want to fucking accidentally swallow my rain. That's in a champagne glass. I hate the restaurant proposal. Like don't put it in the fucking cheesecake. I don't want that shit. No, and I think it's so funny because Seth was so nervous when he proposed, but it was very Seth. I thought there's a whole story, but it was very sweet. And I liked that we were together and not in a crowd and I wasn't going to be in a fucking jumbotron. Like I didn't want any of that. So we're going to get into some discussion questions. We have three today. So the first one is, would you rather a book have a hunt, an auction or a bet involved? Ooh, this is fun. All right. I will say probably not a hunt. This is fun because this is where our kinks come out, right? Yeah. Like you probably want to be hunted. Am I right? Yeah. I'm between a hunt and a butt. (laughs) See, I don't need to be hunted because I don't want to be 
dominated, but an auction would be you publicly displaying your love for me. But I also love a bet. Love a bet. Yeah, I'm going hunt or bet. So remember in Twisted Lies when Stella did the hot take of girls who grew up with like academic validation create like a praise kink? Yes. And so in The Blind Side, she talked about how girls develop like that wanting that like raw like possessiveness which was a hot take and now like I realize that like that's what like I like when she was like it's you're always like needing to be in control or you think that like things are going to go wrong you're just so used to like always being like the planner so it's nice to like relinquish that control to somebody else and you know that like shit's not gonna hit the fan Mm. so I was like "Hmm." education I'm glad that you finally learned that that was your kink because I've known for a while so glad that you were able to connect those dots for yourself. I think that's important self-discovery. It is. And I wanted to talk about it in the introduction and then we'll get, I'll get back to this question. But there's a show on Netflix called How to Build a Sex Room. Very interesting. This lady comes in and like people basically like pay her to like create a room in their house that's like a sex room but it had me crying at some episodes because they talk about like this one girl was like I like to be restrained and then the guy was talking about how he was like sexually assaulted so he doesn't feel comfortable doing that so it gets like very like deep and emotional but then it's just like the aspect of like and it's just like an interesting concept to me it's like people have and they're picking rooms like one person had this couple their laundry room had a secret door that led to their basement so that's where they had their room built because they're like how do you build like a sex room then like not want people to know yeah that it's there so very interesting so it was taking like their actual house they lived in and then making one of the rooms a sex room yeah did any of these humans have kids not so far that I've watched, okay. but the couple that has the one that's like the secret basement, like they want to have kids. So they're like, this is the perfect thing. Cause like, you really don't even know that the door is there. Mm. And what kind of stuff is, I need to watch this. What kind of stuff is going in the sex room? So we had, um, I'm probably going to butcher it. The St. Andrew's cross, like a girl, okay. like they got that. And then like a bed just like it just like depends like what they like like okay so like they're having these conversations like on tv and going through and then like this one guy was like well I like to do this and so they go to a class where they learn how to like safely do these activities okay so they're discovering their kinks while also building a sex dungeon sex room yeah I I shouldn't call it a dungeon (laughs) No, they call it, they call it a sex dungeon all the time in the show. But like, yeah. So I was like, oh, when I was reading the blind side, I put the puzzle pieces together. I was like, this makes sense. And then the show, I was like, it's just pretty, it's just interesting. That is interesting. Do you think that they knew what their kinks were before they talked about it on this show? Yeah. I think for some couples, they like know already, like what they like, like to do. And they just wanted to like upgrade their like space Mm, that's so fun because I feel like what we know about sex rooms comes from 50 shades of gray which we've talked about a lot on the pod recently but there is definitely more to it than leather and red leather and like a collection a cabinet if you will of whips 
Yeah, I really think that you should watch it. I highly recommend everybody watch it if you're like into that stuff. It was just pretty, pretty fascinating. Okay. Did we decide on if you're doing a bet, an auction, or a hunt? Are you doing a bet? I don't know between hunt or bet. Because <laughs> I think a bet can also be a hunt. Mm, that's a hot take. So... I think a bet is more one-on-one of an auction. Okay, so this is where we're getting into the nitty-gritty of we both would like to be adored and hunted, but not in public. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, we answered that question. Join us next week as we continue (laughs) discovering our sexuality on the internet for people to also enjoy. (laughs) Okay. Do you think that Conrad, I talked about this, I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but do you think that Conrad is too overprotective as a brother? Was he wrong for benching Hudson? I don't think he was wrong for benching Hudson. I understand why he was angry because Blake did have something like this happen to her before. Conrad pulled all the strings to get her transferred into the school and I understand his anger, but one thing I did not like, so he came to pick her up after the video was released and he was like, I'm not leaving. And they were going to her favorite smoothie place, but he was driving so fast. Like she was getting like scared. Like he was letting his anger make him reckless. And I didn't really like that part, but I think that he was like hundred percent valid in being so fucking pissed, especially since Hudson did have that fuck boy attitude his first two years. They don't like each other. I think it was completely valid yeah I think it would have been different had it been anyone but Hudson but they already didn't like each other and so this just kind of like added another complicated layer to their not great relationship I personally think that he was a little too overprotective but I understand where it was coming from like I think that he had good intentions but maybe it just wasn't always the best like he didn't mean to be this way but it just happened I do think that I don't think that he was wrong for benching Hudson I don't know if this happened in real life like if you have a sex tape come out and people think that you release it if you would be benched so that was the part that I didn't really know if that was like trying if that was realistic because I think it might have been but I also like why would you bench someone who's gonna make you win I'm so fucking competitive I don't care like if you didn't actually commit a crime and no one was injured and you did not take away consent from somebody we gotta fucking win so that was the part that I didn't like like why are we losing we should not be losing and this backup quarterback was like the reason for everything he was a fucking asshole and a little slimy piece of shit we're gonna talk about him in a second and he sucked like he was an awful football player like he was not a good quarterback he was terrible from beginning to end as a human being as a quarterback the whole nine and so I feel like maybe Conrad exacerbated some of those things and in in the meantime put Blake in danger because this little slimy piece of shit got the chance to play then it was taken away from him and he saw Blake as the cause of that and that's why she got drugged right so I don't think like con it's not Conrad's fault that she got drugged. It's obviously the person who did it, but I think that it's interesting to think about it that way. Yeah. And I do, I think he was a little bit overbearing in the beginning. And I like that he kind of like he, when Hudson started putting his foot down, when it came to Blake, I like that Conrad was like, I really wish you fell in love with somebody who wasn't him, but you know, like, I love yeah. you. I'm going to like support you. And I am thinking that if we have a book on Conrad, it is going to be between Conrad and the 
lady who got Blake the internship? The athletic trainer? The athletic trainer. I think so too. That is what I'm foreshadowing. I am, I want a book on the friends, which I think we'll get. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get a second chance between Blake's roommate and. And that guy. Mm-hmm. Was his name Theo? I can't remember his name. He was like a big, dumb idiot guy and he had a big, dumb idiot name, but I can't remember what it okay, was. Okay. I don't know why these two names, why Casey and Deke or Zeke, why those two names are popping mm-hmm. up for me. Yeah. I, I can't place the names. And then Hudson's roommate, who was like an angel, I cannot wait for his book because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen there. Yeah. He's got, no one is that good, right? No, no. Hiding something. So I am, I'm intrigued because I think with these books, like you have to have the, you know, there's always the player, social media director. So I really think it'll be Conrad and the athletic trainer. So authors, if if you're listening. I would we want to but yeah, I hope that they listen. We love you if you are. Okay. Last question of the day. We talked about this a little bit. I will go off about this, but who do you think is the real villain of this story? Is it Hudson's dad or is it the backup quarterback who was the video releaser and the drugger? This is a hard one because they're both are pieces of shit. Yeah, they both sucked absolute assholes. So I don't know who's worse. I have to go with the drugger. Yeah. I would 100% have to go with the drug. He did it twice. And the thing, like, when he, we don't really get that much about when he drugged Gia. But as, like, Gia was talking to Blake about it, she realized that, like, oh, shit, like, my drink was fucking drugged. But, like, Blake does not drink because she was drinking and she thinks that led to her dad's death. And so he, Hudson specifically hid sparkling water for her at a party. And the quarterbacks, like promised this like freshman on the team and he was going to get all his playing time to put the drugs in the sparkling water so Blake thought she was safe she was drinking water she took all the necessary precautions and like he put her in a compromising position he took her to a bedroom so and like there was so much like he like gave her a lot of drugs I remember Hudson was like it doesn't even look like Blake is like breathing yeah and so I think that they're both awful pieces of shit, but I do think that the backup quarterback, the drugger, is the worst. Yeah, and I think, too, they found her so quickly, so there was no, like, telling what he was planning to do. Yeah. Which is just really gross, and I know that, like, people like this exist. The dad was also a piece of shit. We're not, like, letting him off Scott. No, right? he's fucking awful. He was awful, but I think, like, I really liked the dynamic too between Gia, the girl who released the video and Blake, because she recognizes that she was drugged and Blake was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, let me know what I can do to help. And I think that that really shows, even though you can be pissed at somebody, I think most women would be like, oh my God, are you okay? That would be like our first initial reaction instead of being mad where Hudson took a while. He was like, what the fuck? Why are you friends with Gia? She fucking sucks. She released our sex tape or whatever. And Blake had to be like yeah because she was drugged right so I think there was a lot of natural empathy in Blake which I really liked and I think that the guy who was drugging women and releasing videos all to get a little bit of playing time when you suck absolute dick anyways like you suck enjoy prison fuck off and I hate that like you know like this had to happen like the storyline but it did bring up the whole discussion on like revenge porn Mm, and how yeah. and like Conrad and this like one thing like where Conrad really like sold me she was like saying that like 
this really fucked up that there's not like a lot of like states that have even that can prosecute people like you felt conrad's anger everybody's anger towards the situation yeah. instead of like where people are like well we're just gonna, like mind our own like business about like what happened so just that conversation on like drinks getting spite like the revenge porn how it's happened so much in college but there's nothing really legally that backs you like backs the victim up yeah I really liked how the authors Greer and Kaylee did a great job of talking about revenge porn and abuse and like being roofied at a party and all of these like really tough I think some trauma for sure with her dad dying all of these really tough topics but I did not I mean we've talked about books in the past two weeks that have like devastated me (laughs) I feel like this wasn't one of those they did it in a really good way you were warned ahead of time the trigger warning came up on Kindle before you started reading and you had that warning but also it was done in a way that didn't make you feel completely triggered for me at least it could for other people but um, I really appreciated that in this story that it was done in a way that you have some peace with it and some action is made and they talk about subjects in a way that don't make you feel like you're a victim too. Yeah. And one, another thing that I like, cause you, you see it with like athletes, like she had this career ending injury and like for a lot of athletes, like, especially when you're at that college level, you've been doing the sport since you were four or five or six. Yeah. So talking about how being through athletic training, she still could be like connected through her sport. And like what she was saying, how, like when she was running through the storm, running to get Hudson, her screws were screaming at her and her leg, just kind of like things that happen to athletes and like it's very realistic that your whole and like your whole career could end like like this yeah just to like due to an accident and so it kind of got me thinking because where we went to college we had hurricane warnings we were dumb as shit they would say hunker down we, we would be getting hammered every time every time every time I was just like because she went to a coastal school we went to a coastal school but I just think that this book is just just very well written and just very well yeah. well done. Yeah, totally agree. I loved it. I cannot wait for the rest of the series. I hope that we get lots of more love from this. But I think before we talk about what else is to come in the series, we have to talk about the boyfriend pyramid and put Hudson on the boyfriend pyramid. So curious. Where are you going to place Hudson? Remember, we have four layers to this. Bottom layer is ultimate friends with benefits. Then we move up to meet the parents. Then we have white picket fence. And at the very top, which is becoming quite crowded, if I must say so, is God tier. So curious to know where you're going to put Hudson. Hudson is white picket fence to the max. Mm-hmm. To yes. the max. Yes. He is. Your friends are going to love him. Parents are going to love him. He's going to worship the ground that you walk on through your whole marriage. He's going to be a great dad white picket fence to the max agreed if Hudson was seven years older he would be god tier for me but he is epitome of white picket fence of what I'm looking for at the white picket fence level yeah I want a boyfriend like Hudson yeah so So. if you're listening and you have a brother or you yourself or literally any anyone I mean we're not going to take anybody off the street not there yet if you're interested in being Emily's boyfriend let me know thank you so with me starting school I'm kind of envisioning like an academic love story for me <laughs> like maybe another like a another like TA in like a business school because you know because my cohort there's like we can't like date within like the cohort 
but I'm kind of like love hypothesis kind of. So with the back to school theme of the pod, maybe I can manifest that for me. I want you to fuck a professor though. That's what I want. <laughs> Not I want in my program. program. I want a professor TA relationship. It could be another See, that's, that's the thing. So if you're, let's say they're a professor, right? And it's their first year, they're 30. So that's five years. That's like yeah, a five year difference. So if I can find like, like an econ business. Oh, you want a businessman. Well, it can't be liberal arts. So like it can't be English, political science, and actually like it can't be anything liberal arts. So it kind of just takes away a lot of, a lot of opportunities. Mm. I feel like business bros were just not for me, but they could be for you. You could fuck a student. They're adults. No, no, you can't. Not you. You could totally fuck a student. Why, Emily? No, because it, I, there was something when we, I did the, like the HR, like paperwork. It's just like, because like we have access to grades and like confidential information and stuff that it's just like in terms for termination in theory you could (laughs) fuck a student (laughs) you aren't going to but the opportunity is there. another like phd student or master's student no you could fuck an undergrad no they're too young Uh uh-uh like an older one emily Come on. I, don't, I could not date a 21 year old. I just want you to make bad decisions. <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe a master's student, yeah. not a PhD student. They're going to be going through it. I was 23 when I started it. grad school. So, yeah, exactly. We'll see, but I'm manifesting that for me. I love so we'll that see. For you. I'll manifest you fucking a student or a professor because that sounds like more fun. <laughs> hey guys, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode and you guys enjoyed catching lightning as much as we did so next week to continue with our back to school theme we are reading reckless love by nicole green it's taboo we have a professor student relationship <laughs> and it, it, is on kindle. it is on kindle unlimited so we're gonna start reading it we haven't read this one yet so we've heard it has great reviews so we look forward to talking to you guys next week we are gonna do a backup Every time that we've like said we're going to read something that we haven't read, it's gone fucking horribly wrong. But I'm feeling good about this one. I am too. I think that it looks spicy. So I'm game. That's all that I want. I just want to, I just want people to fuck. Like that's where I'm at. I want to read the smuttiest, nastiest shit I can get my hands on. And it's taboo. So, all right. I'm into it. Let's do it. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Have a good week.